Cinema Obscura. The greater Philadelphia area is no stranger to cinema horror. There was 1978's Dawn of the Dead. Most know the classic 50s movie, The Blob. It was filmed in Phoenixville. Twelve Monkeys, the list goes on. Now, something new that is creating buzz among Philly horror fans, American Exorcist is the story of a paranormal investigator who spends a very frightening Christmas Eve in a center city high-rise, a building that has a lot of evil baggage I'm Steve Nikhazy, and I'm joined by independent Philly filmmaker Andre Bennett. And Andre, we have some guests for this special edition of Cinema Obscura. Well, we've got the directors, writers, and star, Tony Trove. Hey, how's it going? Johnny Zito. Hey, how are you? You guys directed and wrote it. And the star, who is in uh, basically every frame <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and owns it, Fallon Joslin. Hi, how are Yay. you? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Okay, American Exorcist. First off, uh, this is your second feature, right? That's right. The first one, you, the three of you also did together, Alpha Girls. It was like this sorority voodoo horror picture that uh, you know was creepy and uh, campy and sexy and just weird and, and, and crazy and cool. Thank you. Thank so, you. So, strive for. Yeah. Yes. Creepy and sexy. That's all the things we want. Uh, what was the inspiration for making this particular subgenre thing? Trove used to say the phrase an exorcism on Christmas Eve over and over and over again. And the <laughs> idea spawned into several different scripts that ended with what is American Exorcist. Yeah, that's the best description. Yeah. Wow. I didn't have to I would just like sit there and eat cereal and say it. I mean, we would <laughs> ideas. It's your morning movies. mantra. Yeah, wake like, up. Amazing. Brush the old teeth, comb the hair. An exorcism Ameri- on Christmas Eve. Ameri- <laughs> an exorcism on Christmas Eve. What? What'd you say? Like, oh, just. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant over hard. <laughs> I love the name of the movie. Thank you very all. much. Uh, you. It's very tight and concise. Oh, you know exactly what you're getting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just realized it also ties in with the name of the building in the film. That's right. American Exorcist. And we need to point out that this is all homegrown. Yes, that's the other thing, and one of the reasons uh, we really wanted to have you here is that the three of you are all from Philly, mm-hmm. and like with Alpha Girls, you shot American Exorcist entirely locally. Yeah, I mean, everyone involved, with the exception of, of Bill Mosley, is, is Philadelphia based. Everyone. Except for those people from Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. A few commuters. <laughs> we'll, we'll claim them for, for, for purposes here. So, Bill Mosley, tell me uh, how it came about that you got him. Because he's like a horror we, legend uh, at this point. Well, he, he shot another film in Philly a few years ago. I don't, I don't know if it ever came out. It was called The Church, right? Um, I the crew loved them. Uh, then we also kind of sourced the horror subreddit and see who people liked. And everyone's like cheering for Bill Mosley. And he comes here twice a year for Monster Mania. Um, so he ha- has fans here. He does love it here. Um, he's also a hockey fan, but not a Flyers fan. Um, so <laughs> he read the script and liked it enough to sign on to the project. So what was the extent of his involvement? Because obviously he's co-starring, but I also saw he had a producer credit. Bill was like very creatively involved in helping us specifically like at the climax of the movie, helping us ratchet up the tension. This is only our our second feature. So we like we threw in as much as we could afford to throw in for the, the finale and like make it as big and spectacular as we could. And he like sat down and once he got like a handle on what we were doing or trying to do, he was like, okay, well, maybe it should go this beat, then this beat, then this beat. He kind of like helped us rearrange some dialogue and some blocking and like 
like helped us achieve that. And so like it was he was being very generous with his his ideas. And, and he's very uh, he's an expert in in demons and the devil, so he knows different <laughs> different rules <laughs> of of how of how these things are escape and are contained and um, take over people. So his knowledge of that was actually very helpful. Yeah, he's actually very good at like editing. And he knows when to hold back. It was definitely something I took away from him. And yeah. He's very good at that held breath moment. A lot of respect on so many levels oh, with, with that. for sure. We were talking about the set, the family court building, which right. was a shell. And you built a very convincing 80s office. Thank you. Um, moving the furniture was actually, for a small mo- movie, is uh, one of the biggest, the hardest things to do is make an empty building look full. Schlepping all those desks up to the, to the fourth <laughs> floor. Oh, this is high enough. This is high enough. A lot of our stuff came from uh, local production designer, Ratface. He's famous in the mm-hmm. Kevin Smith world. And he let us rent and borrow lots of just things from his prop house. Uh, hopefully he'll listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> from, a, from a filmmaker's point of view, how, how difficult, how easy was it to work with the city to do this kind of thing? The city just ignored us. Well, they, being in the, when we were in the building, we were just pretty much locked in there, you know. So everyone was like, we were eating there. We were, we, we slept there a couple times. We had partied there. Like, so the building really was like our little home that was, we were shooting in it and living in it. The city just kind of just like, okay, you guys do whatever you have to do. They didn't actually give us a hard time at all. And we actually, the stair, there's a stairwell scene oh, in the and movie, they, and, and we I, got to shoot inside City Hall. How insulting to the city am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, is, that is a fascinating I, scene, that stairwell scene. Sorry, yeah, Mr. that was Ted. a lot of you know, fun. It's like I've never really thought about that before, you know. You can't get out. Yeah, if you're trapped. Mad props to Fallon for running up and down those steps for six or seven hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a funny thing. A friend of ours watched the movie Dave Serafin out yeah. in California, and he's like, my roommate loved it. She did say you would survive, though, if you had better running shoes. I was like, that's Jurassic Park. So much of the movie leans on, on you, Fallon. Yeah. And I never got tired seeing you on the screen. Oh, thank but you. But it, it must have been very intimidating. to like, Flipping through the pages of the script, I'm in every scene. Um, I how mean, did you deal with that? That's kind of how they pitched it to me. It was just like, <laughs> we want you to do this movie. It's going to be you. Just you. <laughs> For like you 90% jokes to yourself, of it. You do stuff. Yeah. And that was the hardest stuff. part. Is like, a lot of the scenes, it's just like walking around, talk to yourself. It's like, oh, how do I do this without looking crazy? Now make it interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but do it cool. <laughs> cool about it. Be cool. What was like the timeline here as far as just like from. Kind of take us through a little bit from page to screen the timeline of how you got this done. We met with a locations manager and uh, Chris Gormley, and he said, um, we're like, what's available? And he said, this building's available. Um, this open lot is available. There's this other place that has no heat. You know, he gave us a bunch of places. And he said, this office building is available, and it's the old family court. So we had a bunch of little horror shorts that we kind of like said, well, this story that can take place here. So getting the location, changing the script, writing a script for the location, the initial, like, kicking that all off was a couple first couple months, shot most of the movie. Um, but then picking up the rest of the scenes of, like, um, the actual exorcism scene, what other little things we picked up. Oh, some of the John Belaris, yeah. you know, we, like, picked up a few little, um, uh, what would you call it? Like, like, uh, like pick-up shoots. Pick-up yeah. shoots, yeah. Um, but But... Can, things that connect scenes. Did you connective already connective tissue stuff? Yeah. Did you already know John Belaris, or did you just kind of reach out to kind him? Kind of reached out. Yeah. I knew him. 
<laughs> I used to drink white wine with him at Max Tavern. Uh, okay. And, and <laughs> he, got, he got a free meal out of it from yeah. time to no, time. No, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. so much fun. Yeah, that was a fun day. We we shot that up at uh, LaSalle, right? Yeah. And uh, on uh, an old NBC set. And John came in and he was like, I'm going to do my Bill O'Reilly uh, impression. Uh, and, and just did it. Just nailed like, it. Nailed it, yeah. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. How do you springboard from Philly to the big markets with this movie? Um, well, our movie is getting distributed by this company called Gravitas. They released our first movie when they were just a video on the man company. Now they are do Blu-ray and they have a bigger release. And they brought us back in because they believed in our first project and they said the second one would be bigger. We're doing press locally, but we're also doing like all the horror blogs and, and things like that. So I know it, we're just in South Philly, but it, we're taking over. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That's pretty good that you didn't really have to go too far looking for uh, distribution or have to really sweat that this time. No, we were lucky to, yeah. um, to do the, the hard labor <laughs> the first time around. The first time we had to take the, the movie, on, the movie was called Alpha Girls. We had to take it on tour, and we did like an East Coast, Midwest tour. And it was, you know, 25 shows in 30 days and just trying to build buzz and get people interested so that when we circled back home and started sending out, like, inquiries and emails and trying to find somebody to distribute the film, there'd be some kind of water cooler buzz generated yeah. out there on the Internet. And, like, meeting this scene every little town, yeah. um, definitely, like, town the pavement, um, met a lot of people. But, but that, got, that got us distribution. Yeah. And that got us distribution for the bigger distribution for this movie, so... No, years in the making. <laughs> no, no spoilers, but uh, anything on paper for an American Exorcist 2? We've been talking about it. Yeah, we'd love no. to. <laughs> uh, we would love to. Maybe, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe zombies. Maybe just like mangled face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's be zombies at the Could old... I be in a wheelchair the whole time? <laughs> so I don't have to run in heels? Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> Maybe there was a twin the whole time. Oh, ah, I love an evil twin. I love <laughs> an evil twin. And work the wing bowl in there somehow. Oh, I think we're going to cancel that. The wing yeah. bowl is uh, going to be a zombie, apparently. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Did, we'll bring it back. We'll bring it so back uh, aside from American Exorcist, what do you have planned next? Because I know you guys are pretty busy. You've got your uh, South Fellini store. We also um, just published a book, a comic that we, uh, we wrote years ago. Um, that was DC put it on their on their app, and we just got the rights back to it. Oh, Black Cherry Bombshells on uh, actually La Morte Sister, which is about uh, a vampire school in Philadelphia. Um, so we got the rights back to it, and we just published uh, do the first run of it. So we're doing that as well. <laughs> I also wanted to say you did this one graphic novel called Dogs of Mars a while back from Image. That's still in print, right? Yeah, you yeah. can you can get it at our store and on the internet. Because that on Amazon, I guess that one reminds me of the thing in a lot of good ways. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think you're you're probably going to serve as an inspiration for a lot of people because you are truly living the life. <laughs> I mean, things are working for you. People are talking about it, and a lot of a lot of positive energy coming. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I would suggest anybody who's looking to get into it or whatever. You know, it's it's definitely about community and friendship and uh, hanging out with people that you like hanging out with and making things that are that are cool that other people want to see. And every day you get to do that is an awesome day. Yeah. And to stay committed to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every day. Sometimes it's hard, but. Yeah, I, I could imagine. <laughs> I could imagine. Thank you so much for coming. Again, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, whatever you got next. American <laughs> Exorcist. It's available at every digital retailer, right? Correct. Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, it's on Blu-ray. Uh, I believe it's streaming on Amazon Prime as well. So uh, it's out there. Definitely something to check out for this Halloween and also into Christmas. 
That's right. It's Christmas themed. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's got that t- yeah. Christmas element. We do. Tired of the uh, Peanuts Christmas special. We do. Rivals. We do. We do have a quick clip. You guys can set that up. This is Fallon and, and Bill the first time they meet at the beginning of the movie, and I think it's the first thing you shot with Bill too. Yeah, it was the first day with Bill. So it's, if I look intimidated, I, I am. <laughs> He's. A big presence. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, uh, American Exorcist. You look lost. Oh. I don't believe I'm in the right place. Well, where are you supposed to be? Is this the American building? I'm here about the disturbances. I believe we spoke on the phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I barely recognize your voice. There was uh, a doggy barking pretty loud in the background. Yes, I... Uh, I have quite a few, actually. Yes, me too. Can't help collecting strays. Well, everybody needs a good home. You know, I couldn't have said that better myself. This place was originally uh, an apartment complex, and then a hotel for about a minute, and offices ever since. There was a time when more than a thousand people walked through this lobby every morning. Yep, those were the days. This is actually my first office job. <laughs> Okie dokie. Should we start with the crime scene? Yes, please. Clip from American Exorcist, homegrown horror, and these guys right here. And uh, thank you. Uh, thank you all for coming out, <laughs> yeah. and best of luck to you, and go see American Exorcist. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And on to closing out this week's Cinema Obscure, you have some parting thoughts and also a little note from Twitter. So we've been trying to do something a little scarier this Halloween season. Obviously, we've uh, done a few horror movies for this, and uh, I've seen a lot of uh, lists floating around social media, 31 Days of Halloween lists that people are making of all the movies they'll watch once a day for uh, all of October. So I put it out there on our Twitter, which is at Pod. Yep. Give us your lists. I'm really curious, and the best list that person will get to pick a movie that we'll uh, watch for an upcoming episode. So... I got a few really good ones, and uh, our winner with the uh, seasonally appropriate handle at Cannibal Lord, okay, uh, John Jordan, gave us a list with uh, a good mix and some deep cuts in there. Like uh, there's some Stephen King, obviously. There's Silver Bullet, which is one of his uh, <laughs> campier entries, is uh, werewolf picture. The original House on Haunted Hill, always a uh, uh, a good uh, chestnut there, Fright mm-hmm. Night, Deep Red, a couple of Halloween movies. He closes it out with uh, the first two Halloween movies and also uh, Halloween 6 in there, Curse of Michael Myers, and Halloween 3 as well. But a few things that really impressed me here, uh, Demons, which is from uh, Lamberto Bava and produced by Dario Argento, and House of Dark Shadows, which is a movie I've thought about suggesting for this. It's sort of a loose adaptation of the original Barnabas Collins storyline from the Dark Shadows soap opera. It stars the actual Dark Shadows cast, and it's much more uh, vibrant and violent. Oh, okay. So uh, there's a lot of good stuff here. Coming in at number 25, Tales from the Crypt. Next, Tombs of the Blind Dead. Night of the Demons. House of Frankenstein. Friday the 13th, the final chapter, 
It wasn't the final chapter. <laughs> Frankenstein, the original, I, I would imagine. Yes. And then Halloween and Halloween 2 from 78 and 81. Those are your top movies. Yeah, those two form a complete story. But uh, that's a pretty good list overall. And, John, congratulations. You are going to pick a movie for us to watch in an upcoming episode. We'll be reaching out to you on social media. Thanks again to everybody who submitted lists. And uh, don't forget, we are out there on Twitter at C Obscura Pod. We want to talk to you about movies. We want to hear your suggestions. We want to just get in the mix about the weird and wonderful world of cult cinema. Thank you, Cannibal Lord, and thank you, Andre. Thanks, Steve. Cinema Obscura. And I'm Steve Nikhazy, along with Andre Bennett. Cinema Obscura is recorded and produced in the KYW studios in Philadelphia. For more shows, check out the new Radio.com app on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Thanks for listening. Life is wasted on a living.